0: Quick disclaimer before we begin, this podcast is intended to inspire and motivate you based on real events. This is a safe space in a no-judgment zone. Let's build our tribe. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for your kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Dear Lord, thank you for waking us up this morning and allowing us another chance at life to seek your glory. Thank you for blessing me with the confidence to share my thoughts, the wisdom for the right words to say, and allowing my story to be a light in someone's life. Thank you for blessing us with a roof over our head, clothes on our backs, and the ability to see, hear, and walk. I pray that you cover my listeners and open their minds to help understand themselves better. Dear Lord, I pray that you bless them with the wisdom, the courage, the consistency, and the persistency to keep going. I pray that you meet every need according to your will and purpose. Heal the sick and continue to guide our ways. Dear Lord, I pray that you blanket this world with peace. I pray that you remove any doubt from our minds that the enemy is using to cloud our judgment by walking in a journey of seeking you. Dear Lord, you get all the glory, all the honor. And all the praise. You are worthy in all you do and continue to do in our lives. And for that, I am grateful. Dear Lord, this is your day, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. When two or three is gathered, you are in the midst. Dear Lord, only you know the plans you have for us. Plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future. Dear Lord, you are the lamp unto our feet, and the light unto our path. Make any crooked ways straight. Dear Lord, you said ask, and we shall receive. Seek and we shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. morning naked family this is the last episode of season one and I just want to end it with a bang I want to take this time and say thank you for all the shares the feedback and always staying consistent with listening every week but don't stop there. Please be sure to do your due diligence by sharing my podcast and spreading the word to people around you who needs to be uplifted and encouraged to get them through the week. Y'all we all need that. Don't be stingy. (laughs) By the way, this episode is packed with a lot of gems. So take notes to refer back in need because trust me, you are going to do that. (laughs) So let's get to it. First things first, let me just say the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to steal what's already rightfully ours and what God has already spoken over us. And only God and the enemy knows what that is, but it's up to us to keep pushing through that because if we don't, the enemy will drag us down right with him. I was watching one of Pastor Darius Daniels' videos and I wanted to share this with you. He said spiritual warfare is the enemy's attempt to oppose, inhibit, or hinder, meaning if he can't stop it, he wants to hinder God's agenda for his people. The enemy is strategic, calculated, and customizes the expressions of warfare. Meaning it's not only customized based on the person, but the season the person is in. He could come at you one way in one season and another way in another season. He's trying to get as many people away from God's kingdom as possible because he is no longer welcome there. In Matthew 4, when Jesus was in the wilderness, the enemy tried to manipulate Jesus. And when Jesus wasn't having it, he came another way in John 13, when he entered the heart of Judas and had him betray Jesus. Therefore, he customized the attack based on the person and the season he was in. When the enemy can't get to you directly, he would try to get someone connected to you indirectly. The enemy's greatest asset is being undetected. He shows up in places looking like he belongs, which was first as a snake in the Garden of Eden. Notice that snakes are 100% normal being found in gardens. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says, Put on the full armor of God the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, belt of truth, and shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Because we don't always know the method of his strategies. So if we're trying to put on armor while under attack, we're too late and we become defeated. So the word is saying proactively put it on. Verse 16 through 17 also says, In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And first Peter chapter five, verse eight says, Be sober minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him firm in faith. And then Luke chapter 10, verse 18 also says, Jesus said, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing at all will harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Spiritual warfare is meant to harm us, but we can't let it overtake us. We have to be fully equipped to fight this battle by the reassurance of God's word, because breakthrough is closer than we think. If we think of our minds as gardens, then we'll understand that even bad things grow against good soil, such as weeds, which is a reflection of the negative seed, quote-unquote, your thoughts, that takes root the quickest. So picking the weeds out will be filling your cup with the word, knowing that even the negative things will flourish upon good soil. The enemy is a mouse with a microphone, and he won't have a microphone unless you give him one. Knowing the enemy is a liar and a disqualifier, so always be aware that you are the opposite of what the enemy is accusing you of or disqualifying you from, because it's exactly what God qualified you for. The test is in the testimony and the mess is in the message. The enemy operates in the arena of lies. So when you treat the lie like the truth, the lie behaves like the truth. In Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing truth and fear comes by hearing lies that you believe is true. So since it hasn't happened yet, we start to believe the lie that it can't happen. God will always allow us to live on the level of our thinking. It's impossible to live a great life with bad thinking. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. So sometimes when we speak over our own lives, it become a self-fulfilling prophecy, even though it's a lie. Many people may have their disbeliefs about God because they either haven't entered his presence and allowed him to work in their lives or may have felt that during difficult times, you felt alone as if he wasn't there. But my pastor once said, if a baby keeps being pacified, how will the baby know how to stand alone when times get hard? Through the fire, God is with us and have been there all along. He's waiting on you to meet him halfway. We all experience different levels of faith because we're all on different assignments. God makes no mistakes and everything we go through is for his glory. Because believe it or not, everything we lost, every heartbreak, difficulty, God restores 10 times more. It's up to you if you're willing and able to trust him through it. The prize is not after the wait. The prize is meeting God during the wait. When Jesus was about to get crucified, one of his disciples tried to defend him. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 54, Jesus says, How then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? Basically saying Jesus had to die this way in order to fulfill his destiny for humanity. And it saddens me in verse 63-67 through 67 because it says, tell us if you are the Messiah, the son of God. And Jesus says, you have said it. To sum this up, the high priest took that as an insult. And they told Jesus he deserved death and spit in his face and beat him. It's like they were looking for false testimonies to have more of an excuse to kill him. And that's only because they haven't had the chance to witness his power for themselves. What I want you to take from today's message is those who seek him in any situation can only witness his glory. I'm going to close today's message out with a prayer. Dear Lord, I pray that today's message falls upon good soil you and that the lost comes home. Dear Lord, I pray that you plant a seed of hope and that their ears be opened and stirred up of good faith. Dear Lord, you said you would never leave or forsake us. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and can do all things exceedingly and abundantly. So it is, it is so. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for tuning back into another episode. Please be sure to follow me on all platforms at It's Quadisha and that's spelled out I-T-S. Q-U-A-D-E-S-H-A, my brand at Naked Body and Skincare, the podcast at My Fearless Mindset for all updates, and my YouTube channel, Kwadi Shadi. If you want to support my brand, use code FAIRLESS23 for 20% off. And don't forget to tune back into another episode next Monday. If you have any testimonies or questions you'd like me to share on my podcast, please don't hesitate to email me at fearlessminds.23 at gmail.com. Thank you in advance for your continued support, and always remember to walk by faith and not by sight.